0: Welcome back to another exciting episode of What? The Iconist Podcast. And on the Iconist Podcast, as you can see today, there's not two, but three. What? And I think three as in tree, but we West Indian. Okay, all right, you got it. So that being said, we, you know me, Barry 3D. Mm. I'm always here with my man, the legend, cousin.
1: Rod C. Good evening, good afternoon, good day. Welcome, everybody.
0: And and, and with us today, we're just jumping right into it. From last time, our homeboy, my best friend, (laughs) Mr. Derwin Jordan.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy to be on again. Shocked that I was asked to be on again, but I will take it. <laughs> will you you, 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 take you it. pass, you pass.
0: Listen, we, we gave I you passed a pass. The it. Still I came it. It, so it was good. Right, you know, everything cleared. Everything cleared. Right. Everything right? Cleared. Uh, we'll do one quick shout out just real quick. And we always have to do the shout out. So, the man that makes us look so pretty on these podcasts and everything. And if you need any digital media or live press kit kind of thing going on, The one and only Jason Reese, a.k.a. J Bird Digital Arts. J Bird (laughs) Digital Arts. He's the one that's done our templates. If you see my hoodie that anyone watching on YouTube, he's done all the logos. The Barry 3D, the Iconist logo, my name, the whole thing, the whole nine yards. If you need anything done by J Bird, you reach out to him. The link's at the end of the video. uh, And you'll see the links down below, like all of our links. And Mm. if you mentioned you heard about this on the Iconist podcast, Jay Will give you a discount come on now christmas is coming save those dollars (laughs) save the ducats save Save the ducats ducats. Mm -hmm. right on that being said why is derwin back well we're going to tell you because the icon is derwin jordan also because he was in jason x happy halloween people (laughs) happy halloween might see me outside doing a thriller dance. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. Derwin, as we mentioned, Jason mm-hmm. X. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, when this movie came out, this movie was released in 2001, but it sold on a shelf for about 18 months before it got its North American release because it was a change in the studio. It came out in 2002 on the U.S. North American soil, um, and, 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 and exciting, on the big screen. Jason X was coming about because of a couple of things. They wanted to do Jason vs. Freddy. But mm-hmm. because they couldn't get online with the scripting, uh, with how they wanted to have that portrayed, they still wanted to do a Jason movie. So they took some of that and put it together and made Jason X and Jason X. Why? Because it's the Jason 10 movie and mm-hmm. it's in outer space.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the yeah. movie had 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 a budget, had the biggest budget over the past three, four Jason movies combined together with a budget of 13 million dollars. Took place in outer space in the future. So I think it started off, if I'm right, in 20, uh, 2035 or 2045. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. I think we're not that far away. Right. <laughs> from when that's happening.
2: But yes, exactly. It was year, year 2035 is, uh, and you know, when we shot the movie, you know, right. we shot the movie and I auditioned for it in 1999. Uh, we shot the movie in 2000 in Toronto. So I mean, 2035 seemed like, you know a a distant future you know uh for us at the moment so yeah it was uh yeah 20 20 35 which is crazy
0: wow so right and then so that's when it starts but then of course now he gets put in cryo freeze and ends up in 24 35 mm-hmm. that's where your character comes in so let's backtrack for half a second or we have you on here we are gonna pick your brain let's go mm. through the real world process. You said you auditioned for this in 1999. So how did audition come across for you? Because last time when you told us the story, it was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this one was too. It's, it's so funny. I, um, funnily enough, i
2: come back from doing Nightmare, and that was done, which is what we talked about last time. Right. And, you know, my, audition, my agent, you know, calls me and says, hey, I've got an audition for you. You know, and we're doing, you know, Jason X. And, uh, and I actually don't think they actually had the title yet. They were like, it's an untitled horror film project. I said, yeah. Okay okay, all right, all right. And again, again, the moment I heard that, I was like, I thought about you, because I know my boy Barry and the horror film and all the sci-fi and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, here we go. So, you know, I get get the sides, you know, for the audition, and it's quite obvious what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Even though it's untitled. uh (laughs) (laughs) But they talk about, you know, a hockey mask wearing, machete wielding villain. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> there
0: aren't really
2: many of those out there and really there's only one <laughs> you know out there it's so you know I, I had a chance to read the size and I was like okay and then I'm reading and I thought okay well I understand you know how you know the Friday the 13th movies work but this one seemed a little different because we were supposed to be you know in the future earth has been decimated so uh-huh. we now live, all live on earth too which is, you know, in a faraway galaxy. Uh, But we decide to come back. I'm part of a team of students who's coming back on an expedition, you know, gathering samples, trying to see what went wrong, all that kind of stuff. What, uh, and this comes later on, but for the audition, I get my sides. I look at the character. He's kind of cool. His name is Waylander, you know, in the sides. Uh, He's got a couple of scenes. You know, the first scene that I have to audition with is we're back on Earth, the original Earth. And we're exploring and we, you know, are picking up uh, signs on our meters that there is some form of life nearby, you know, and it keeps getting closer and closer and closer until we try and figure out, you know, what's going on. So I go into the audition, you know, I read, I read the, I had two scenes, I read the scenes, you know, the director's like, hey, man, you know, that was, that was really great. That was cool. I said, I said, hold up, hold up, hold up. I said, I'm glad that you enjoyed my audition. This was a lot of fun for me. I said, but I only got, you know, these few sides and I noticed that all the page numbers on the sides are like page 20 and like page 27. I said, I said, I'm telling you right now, man, as a black man, if I die right after this, I can't do it. <laughs> right? I can't do it I can't be one of those black dudes wow. guys in the first third of the movie I just I can't do it and the room cracks up I'm like no man I'm serious <laughs> so if I'm in this movie uh-huh. and I die in the first third first of all and I said my best friend Barry will never let me let it down because he'll be like dude how could you be one of those dudes <laughs>
0: <laughs> That we've is. had these conversations and now and we always make jokes about it. Black guy doesn't make it past the opening credits. We all mm-hmm. know, okay. So when Derwin called me and told me, like, after everything was said and done, and he mm-hmm. was like in the movie at this point, we, we had the conversation as the movie was already filmed, mm-hmm. done, wrapped, okay, and you said, hey, man, I'm in the movie, you know, and I'm like, okay, cool. And my first question was like, yo, I only got one question for you. Or no, I had two questions for you. I go, first, do you die in the opening credits? And Derwin's answer was like, no, I make it almost to the end. Mm-hmm. I was flabbergasted like you make it to the end you know you're black right he's like yes (laughs) and i go derwin also now when you died i go now i understand this is a morbid conversation and i don't want to see you dead but i understand this is make-believe so do you go in a good classic explosion i don't want no off-screen death (laughs) if you're on screen in a horror movie you've got to have the excellent death scene it's got to be over the top and he goes you will not be disappointed. Okay, <laughs> now I, I don't. It's the only time I've ever rooted for my friend to die. <laughs> I don't want him dead, <laughs> but this is the only time I rooted for you to die in a blaze of glory. <laughs> Did not disappoint. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's that's my two cents. Yep,
2: that that was exactly. it. It's so funny because like I said when I said that in the audition, they all laughed. And I was like, no, nah, man, I'm serious. Like, this is this is the deal. My best friend Barry, if I die, like in the first opening, he's not going to be happy about that. They all laugh. So he's like, Okay, cool, cool. And I walk out there, my go. And I didn't really think anything about it, you know. Afterwards, I thought either that was brilliant or that totally is going to take me out of the running, you know, for this right. thing. Because like, who is this dude saying he can't die at the beginning? Um, I went off. This was like November of '99. Mm. I ended up coming to Los Angeles for uh, basically a vacation kind of scouting trip that December, like early January. And I hadn't heard about the film and I'd completely forgotten about it. And when I was here at the time, my agent called, she goes, guess what? She goes, what? She said, you you booked, you know, Jason X. And I said, what's Jason X? Because we didn't have a title, right? <laughs> <laughs> when I auditioned for it. You know, and I'm like, what is Jason X? She goes, oh, she goes to that 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 horror movie you auditioned for like a couple months ago. So they loved you. And even more so, they love that when you went in and you said your character as a black band can't die in the first third of the movie. And I said, and because of that, I said, you were going to make it past it anyways, but now they've actually extended wow. <laughs> how far your character goes, that you know, in is. the movie. And I was like,
0: sweet. I
2: said, <laughs> I said, but, said, but you can't tell anybody about the movie. You know, it was like a whole, you know, non right, disclosure agreement and all that. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's, that's the deal. So, you know, I finally, you know, we get to, this was January. We start rehearsals in February, you know, getting all this stuff down, they built this massive studio in North York in Toronto, you know, for like, it was completely, uh, studio shoot. Like we didn't do any locations. It was all completely in studio for the entire thing. Cause it's all sci-fi and whatnot. And, uh, I show up on the first day on set and the director James Isaac comes and goes, we got you. <laughs> 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 we heard your request and we have acquiesced to your desires. Wow. And I'm like, James, I said, my man, Barry, is going to be a very, very happy dude. <laughs> you know? And then we shot, and like I said, and it was, it was great. It was, you know, the cast was amazing. You know, we had a great group of people. Uh, like I said, the, the essential storyline people haven't seen yet is that, you know, a group of students who was on Earth 2 come back on an expedition. And we show up Uh, on Earth 2 and on the original Earth. And what's funny is that the scene I auditioned with, being on Earth and reading the meter, that ended up getting cut out for me. I wasn't in that scene in the movie, you know, but I had more to do, you know, towards the end. So they show up and when the movie starts, you see Jason's in a lab and he's doing his machete-wielding thing and he ends up in this cryo chamber and gets frozen, which is why he's still around 400 years later. And he gets frozen with his, like, machete in hand, up like this. So as these students are exploring, they kind of knock him out of this lab, and he literally ends up slicing somebody's arm off, right? <laughs> Dude is like, oh, my God, my arm, my arm. It's the future, right? So medicine is, like, you choose the band. They basically put this patch on him. It stops the bleeding, cauterizes the wound, and they're like, we'll fix you when we get back to the ship mm-hmm. and stuff. And this is, this is the setup. You know, for the whole deal. So, you know, we we Jason falls out of the cryo thing. He's completely frozen. They're like, oh, we didn't think there was any kind of life, you know, left on this earth. This guy is perfectly preserved. So we're going to take him back to the
0: ship. Mistake number one. <laughs> see, see. <laughs> and, 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 and just that opening sequence so first of all before he gets in there it's almost like a futurama kind of thing right mm-hmm. jason's going around he's in a, a complex so it was almost like a weapon h like we- uh, weapon x i say not weapon h well yeah weapon x department h for anywhere hardcore comic book fans you know what i'm talking about this is like wolverine his origin where they put him in a lab they got him all chained up they're trying to figure out ways to use him and then he gets free oh no <laughs> <laughs> and kills like six people before they get him in the the, car- the cryo chamber chamber and then i you know the other actress that was working he stabs her through the cryo chamber she falls down. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets frozen. Right. I know. <laughs> there mm-hmm. we go. Mm-hmm. And he ends up in the future. They open the door and he comes out like... Uh, back. like <laughs> a house party when you put the drunk guy up on the door, chill, mm-hmm. and they open the door and he just falls Fast. face first. Fast. He just fell face first and on the way down it's like, chopped, while frozen, took a body part. So it's six people he's done within the first couple of minutes of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh snap, this would be a high kill count. <laughs> it was that. that was what was epic in the opening with that right mm-hmm. so now getting back to your character so the, the character you auditioned for was that the character you played? because i know sometimes characters might get swapped or mm-hmm. there's a different role so it, 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 your character it, hold on, way hold on, what's the name again waylander waylander waylander, waylander. waylander. Mm-hmm. okay they get funky with the names in the future <laughs> exactly. i would make fun of that but then again i've seen how hollywood stars would name their kids bronx sure. apple kal mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at you Nicholas Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Waylander is not that off for me <laughs> not so much anymore not so much anymore but yeah I
2: did actually the character's name was Waylander in the audition and it was the same character that I ended up uh you know getting to shoot the movie as well except that they just sort of rewrote some things to be able to extend. Right. because I think in the original script he was only gonna get to just past halfway in the movie right you know uh, and then they were like no we're gonna we gotta we gotta push this guy a little further on." Down the storyline, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, yeah, so Way Waylander, short, everybody called him Way, right? You know, that's right. just like, you know, that was his thing. Uh, it makes it like it's a gets there, he's part of this student group, you know. So, yeah, so, yeah, so there's the doctor who's trying to do the experiment. She gets frozen, Jason gets frozen. 400 years later, we discover both of them. We take them both back up to the ship, right? We unfreeze them, and before we unfreeze them, the dude whose arm gets cut off, right? We get back on the ship, he goes into this chamber thing, and it regenerates his arm. And again, a little foreshadowing as far as, oh, wow, you can just, you know, you can heal things in an instant. Hmm. We, you know, thaw out the doctor, who's a woman. Mm -hmm. She wakes up, she goes, oh, my God, like, where am I? What's going on? And we're like, hey, it's 400 years in the future, and you're on a spaceship and all that kind of stuff. And she's like, you know, great, I'm safe. And then we go, and we brought your companion <laughs> <laughs> as well. So and she's tiny. like, my what? She goes, the guy who was frozen in the chamber. You know, we brought him too. And she's like, he's on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are in the outer space mm-hmm. in an enclosed tube mm-hmm. with a mass murderer. That's, my- <laughs> <laughs> out. that's, that's intelligent. Out. intelligent. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. See? so she's like you know you've got to get him off the ship or you've got to kill him or you've got to do it. it's like oh no we'll be fine the ship is secured, and the, we've got security and you know all that kind of stuff and yeah because we, you know we don't we don't know any better enough and right on cue of course you know jason thaws out and just goes on a
0: killing spree <laughs> he was going for the high score he uh, won mm-hmm. in the employee of the month in the killers club okay yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he woke up and said, "Ooh, fresh take. They can't yes. run that far. We're we're in a capsule. Like, thank you, making it easy for me. Like, literally, fish in a pot. Yeah, about one. pretty much. Except had- the
2: one thing we had is that one of the characters uh, in the movie is an android, right? Yeah. So she being the robot is fairly indestructible." And, you know, once he goes on this killing spree, we realize that it's him. We realize what's going on. She comes up with a plan, you know, to to go and get him. And she ends up being re-engineered to be this, like, Armageddon-like, you know, character to go be able to go after him. So he's on the killing spree. We finally find him. She gets him. Blasts him to bits. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, like, literally there are pieces of him all over the lab. Mm-hmm. However. <laughs> however. <laughs> The place where he lands is on the regeneration table. Modern technology. Now it's sparking. It's going. It's like it's not doing. You know, we think it's it's all dead. <laughs> We're like, okay, great. He's dead. He's done. We're going to go. We're going to continue back on to get back to Earth to Stuff like that. Of course, we all turn away and walk away because that's what you do in horror films. And what do you hear? Regeneration process starting now. <laughs> <laughs> At that uh, point, should not someone be like saying, "Where are the kill shift? Where, where's the breaker?
1: Someone turn this thing off now!" <laughs> no, no.
2: And it starts regenerating him now because he's been blasted to bits. It, what this thing does is that it will make you better or stronger, give you you know the mechanics, you know something mechanicals opposed to what you had before. So it turns him into Uber Jason
1: indestructible
2: <laughs> Jason. You know, as well, which was just insane. So, of course, we think everything's all good. And suddenly, you know, we're here. are <laughs> like, what, what, what is that, man? <laughs> why, why, why the ground be shaking? Like, <laughs> and he comes in. He's like this, you know, totally, you know, geeked out sideboard, sideboard. And we're like, yep. oh, my God. And it's like, now he's really a killing machine. So, Keeps going to kill him. It's free. We're trying to break free. We're trying to go. We finally get to where we're going to get to the pods. We're going to break him off, and he's going to fly off into space and whatnot. And then we're just going to blow up the rest of the ship. He gets to us before we get to the pods. Um, I have the detonator, you know, to be able to blow everything up. Everybody, I go after him. I'm like, no way. He throws me into a wall. They think I'm dead. I land. Everybody gets out into the pods, closes the door. He can't get through. And then they're like, all right, blow it. And they're like,
0: Waylander has the
2: detonator. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what? It's like, yeah. And then it gets a great shot cut to me. You know, blood coming everywhere. I'm like, hey, buddy. And I wasn't as kind as that. I don't know. This is a PG show. So, <laughs> 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 so I'm like, hey. I'm like. And I say something else, which, you know, inappropriate for your audience. And I push the button and I take him and me, like everything just explodes.
0: Blaze, blaze of, of glory.
2: Blaze of glory. And then when I finished that scene, you know, we obviously they did it with special effects of love and stuff like that. I finished and I turn to, you know, James Isaac, the director, and I go, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that. If you're going to go out, James, that's how you go out. You go out that's how you, you, that's know, how right you go out.
1: My concerns yeah. have been fully cleared. I
2: appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. You it's like save many go, out, go out hero status. Right. So it blows off that part of the ship and yeah. then they take off on the pod and back to Earth too. But as you know, people have seen the film, you know, People on Earth two see the big explosion in the sky. Yep. And then something lands in the water on Earth Two, gets to the bottom, and when you get a clear shot of it, it's Jason's mask. And you go, Is he really dead? (laughs) (laughs) He's off
0: the Earth. (sighs)
2: so course. yeah so that was that was yeah that was that was the deal because and, like, and it was a great shoot we shot for we rehearsed for like almost two weeks right and then we shot for like a couple of months like it would you know it was it was an intense shoot like we shot from like mid february through to like the end beginning of um end of March beginning of April you mm-hmm. know so we we were shooting for for
0: a while there um and yeah it was great huh? I didn't realize it was that long but you know you, yeah. you, you seem to had fun so and just like I said, I, I got the different vibes from the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And what, what do you mean? I got so first of all, when I see that regeneration scene, the first thing that went in my head was Transformers, the original mm-hmm. cartoon. And we mm-hmm. talked about this on the channel where Starscream flies up, the Transformers all get like fixed, but they got they fix the Decepticons first, right. and then the Decepticons fly out the arc. and then Starscream's shooting at the boulder, and it's Megatron's like, "What are you doing?" It's like I just want to make sure they're dead. It's like they're dead, leave them mm-hmm. alone. But because Starscream did that, it caused the ship to shake mm-hmm. and then optimus prime falls onto the healing into the healing ray and then he gets yeah. fixed and then the autobots come back to life if it wasn't for starscream doing that there'd be no transformers we've talked about mm-hmm. that in one of our earlier episodes mm-hmm. this same scenario mm-hmm. everyone's safe walks away jason falls on it's like i can rebuild him it's like mm-hmm. no <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and, and, and there's a lot of ties with this, right? So I, I got like that kind of moment, an aliens kind of moment, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, from the, the movie. So it was a lot of cool influences. And, and, and just like not nitpicking, but just really talking about one of the aspects that really stood out to me was Jason's costume. When he came back as Uber Jason, Cyborg mm-hmm. Jason, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that the team that worked on him at the time were also the same guys that developed the Robocop costume from the original oh. movies interesting i don't think i knew that there you go right so yeah that was the the two guys that worked on developed his costume later on worked Mm -hmm. to work on robocop and made that costume you know i'm like wow Mm -hmm. and even like preparing for this i watched some like youtube videos that's talked about jason x on there and you know they give you like the basics of it is the movie was like 91 or uh, 93 minutes long Mm -hmm. right the runtime. you make it up to like 71 minutes mm-hmm. in the movie before you go so you're there for a good long time mm-hmm. and you know you were the second the last brother to get it on mm-hmm. screen so i was all like yeah <laughs> um so these are things that really stood out and and what was cool was i was watching another channel uh i can't remember offhand. i was just like random search when i was looking at jason x and a lot of the times they were looking at the stills so when they had, um, sorry, the director's name is uh, Jason. No, James. James. James, yeah, James Isaac. Yeah. So James Isaac. So there's times where they're showing stills of James Isaac on set directing, mm-hmm. and you're right behind him, <laughs> and then that's on the bonus features of the 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 Blu-ray or DVD right. that people look for it. So anyone's gonna say, "Oh, James Isaac." Here's a picture of James. There's Derwin as Waylander right there, standing behind him in full costume. Now, speaking of the costume derby. <laughs> uh, here we go. <laughs> you got you got bullets for a necklace. I've got no problem with a sweater vest, but there's still sweater vest in 24, 35, no sleeve. Are. Apparently
2: there are. Trust me, and 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 the the leather-like pants.
0: And the leather-like pants. And, yep. yeah. If it was chainmail, you'd be almost in commando. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It, I was like, when you saw the costume for the first time, I mean, first of all, you happy that you making it majority of this way through the movie?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're like, yes. You get your paycheck as an actor. You're like, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm in a big name a property, right? Jason X is a well-known property. It's not really, um, like an unknown horror film like Werewolf goes to, midnight campus or something like that right you know exactly. it's jason x it's jason we know the right yes then you see your costume you're like okay so my name's waylander but then this, this is this is this is what okay mm-hmm. <laughs> right but but it's not just you the rest of the cast is dressed that way it almost yeah. had a um you know a, a young people like almost like a cw feel for half a second jason mm-hmm. and cw you know? if we had to put in that sense but when i when you saw the costume what did you think <laughs> Well, it's,
2: it's so funny because I mean, when I, when I booked the job, uh-huh. you know, one of the things that they wanted me to do, they say, you know, we have a guy who's like our security. That was Peter Mensah, who works all the time, the stuff he goes, he, you know, and Peter's like, I mean, he's would really be like a Greek God. It's ridiculous what <laughs> <Right, right. laughs> that looks like. Like, it's just like, but like, we really want actually Waylander to be like in shape, you know, have some, have some muscle to him, stuff like that. So, you know, you've got, you know, a few weeks and I've been working out anyways, but like, can you bulk up a little bit? you know, for the film. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And it's like, there was, there was, there was a little backstory to that. So, you know, i gotten a little bulky. You know, my arms have gotten pretty good. My shoulders were looking decent. And then I show up the day to do wardrobe. And I thought, you know, it's in the future, but we're students and we're on a spaceship. So I thought, you know, we'll be in some kind of spacesuit-like deal or whatnot. Right, and then right. especially in that scene that I auditioned with and we're back on the original Earth, you know, we have like, you know, the masks on for oxygen and all this right. kind of stuff, right? That was the description. So I thought, well, that's kind of what we're going to be wearing. Well, that's just the expedition. So, of course, yeah, I show up, you know, on you know in the wardrobe department. I'm like, Derwood, hey, how you doing? It's like, okay, come over here. It's like, okay, well, here's your outfit. I'm like, where's the rest of it? <laughs> 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 you know, because I saw the sweater vest, and I saw like you know the 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 necklace, and then I saw the pants, and I was like, I said, um, there's, there's there's like a more to that. Right? right, and they're like, no, 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 this is this is great. Like everybody's all in this kind of like futuristic, you know, kind of almost like a nightclub vibe thing. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> I was, I did not see that coming.
1: <laughs> you, you do know it's like, you know, it's it's February and March. It's February outside, right? <laughs> okay, that, exactly. um, thank you for the sweater, but I need the arms sleeve. I need the arms. You know, you know? I'm, just I'm just saying.
2: And they Actually were like, corporate. hey, it's a completely studio shoot, so we're not going outside, so we really wanted to get, you know, creative and fun with, you know, what you guys, you know, were all, you know, wearing and stuff like that. And trust me, like, I wasn't the only one who had that reaction. Uh-huh. Like, literally everybody, when they got to see <laughs> their outfits, they were like,
1: hmm. <laughs> Listen, we, we need to work on the budget. The budget, the budget was morally for the re- reforming, um, so we need to take some money for the, for the mask to get from his arm. Uh, we need we need more, meaning more glow and more shine to get somebody to go Oh uh, No, we got <laughs> right. to need her arm
0: as well. We just need mm-hmm. that, that, exactly. that's where we turn out to be. Yeah, well, you see, once again, it, you you could tell the two thousand vibes were there. I mean, come on, it was like you know, nineteen ninety nine, right. oh, two thousand, yeah. right? I mean, come on, we we think in Crystal Waters at this point. Not, that's all I'm saying. It's like true love. It. I mean, if you say when you said nightclub vibe, it, that makes a lot more sense in mm-hmm. mm-hmm. how it was kind of the vibe to it because if you would have thrown on some some you know classic house music Mm -hmm. um, some dance music yeah that would have been a whole club scene right there just give everyone some glow sticks and
2: especially you know you can't really see like the boots that i'm wearing but like these things were like like that was like the heel was like huge on those things and there's, there's times in the movie where like we're running you know, it's yeah. like it's like I, at first I'm like, oh yeah, these are comfortable, these are cool. I, give me a little height, okay, great. You know, and then I'm reading the script, and I'm like, oh, this is a sequencer. I'm like running down a hallway. <laughs> I'm gonna break an ankle in these things. <laughs> 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 Like serious kind of platform, you know, deal. But like I said, that was their whole thing: is that even though it *Set in the Future* is kind of an, an homage to the past and right. into that whole vibe, that even like this uh, this whole Studio Fifty Four era and all right. that, it was very seventies or even like sixties, woodstocky, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff vibe. No, you can see that and we're like, I was like, hey, that's you know, they're they're trying to merge all of these eras and stuff. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, like I said, we. Uh, you know, I was there the same day that uh, Melissa Aid, who played Janessa in it, was you know getting her costume as well, and we kind of looked at each other we're like,
0: "Okay, <laughs> 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 okay." I was like, "It's not just me." Okay, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, it's all right. right. It's like here we go. Yeah, and 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 see, and this is other things that stood out for me. Right, so when watching the movie, I see the the look of it. Got it. You mentioned the whole everyone's got their costumes and and how they're going about it. What I want to see is you know. So there's now people dying throughout the movie, right? So yeah. pretty much, depending on how this other station did it, and I can agree with them, they said that, well, 88 people died in this movie. Now, mm-hmm. I, it depends how you want to look at it. I know there's one point where the ship that you're on goes through the space station. They said there's supposed to be 20,000 people on there. But we're only going with people that we actually hear or know of. That's how he counted it. So mm-hmm. at one point, there was like one guy on the space station who couldn't walk, and he was just talking um then they mentioned there was like 60 soldiers on the space station okay fine and then there was one other person on the space station so that's how they got those kind of 20 you know or 70 something people added to the kill count Mm -hmm. but the opening sequence where that girl and i'm bad with names but we all know that's one scene that stands out she gets like jason Cavalli comes out puts her head into like you know liquid nitro mm -hmm. freezes her and then smashes her head on the table so it breaks apart. Mm-hmm. And, wow. That was like some Mortal Kombat vibes. Mm-hmm. And even just finding out like stuff about it, like they made 10 of her plastic head, mm-hmm. you know, and they broke each and every one. And yeah. it's to the point that even Mythbusters said, is this true? And did an episode on can someone die like this mm-hmm. and tried to recreate it on Mythbusters. Oh, wow. Yeah, like this movie's got more influence than you even might even realize. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right? A lot of know people that. Wow. talk about it. So this is why I'm like, yes, we got to talk about it. And you are there. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: I- I'm not sure if you were there during some of those scenes that were being filmed or not. But that was one that stands out. And, of course, the famous scene where you all try to distract them. So I- this was just after you passed away. Mm-hmm. And they do an homage back to the original Jason movie mm-hmm. at the camp scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where he's back at the the camp, you know, and it's the two girls and it's like, hey, you want to have, you know, smoke some pot? You want to engage in uh, premarital sex? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they take off their tops and they get in sleeping bags and Jason stands there and he's like, all right grabs sleeping bag number one and with the girl in it and beats the other girl in sleeping bag mm-hmm. number two to death and then he's holding the sleeping bag and she's still like and he hits the tree beside mm-hmm. just to finish her off it's like shut up <laughs> those moments are standing out but it was a lot of callbacks with that and, mm-hmm. and a lot of favors on this movie so i'm not sure if you saw any of the other scenes that were happening um that you remember that were going on
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, most of it, you know, th- those ones, you know, because we're not called on those days because they were working specifically on that stuff. Right. Um, I do remember seeing, like, the, the cryo scene you talked about where they broke her into pieces. Like, that was still intact right. in that part mm-hmm. of the studio when we went one day. And a couple of us were like, we got to check this out. You know, because we read it, right? We were reading the script and we saw it. And we, it's like literally, and it's like there were, like, chunks of, you know. Yeah. Face. <laughs> Everywhere. And like, and, and the special effects people on that show, on that movie, were phenomenal. Because you think about it, this was, you know, 2000, right? Yep. So, you know, the effects, you know, that they did then with the technology that they had mm-hmm. was really ahead of its time. Yes. Yes, it was. You know, with, with what they were doing. And, and it was just, it was really... Really well done, you know, you know, with that. But yeah, we, I had a chance to see that part. You know, I remember seeing, you know, once obviously the movie was done, the scene at the campground where it's like a, ho- you know, hologram and they create, recreate right. that scene. And I go, well, yeah, I mean, it's brilliant. You got to pay, you've got to pay respects right. to where this series has come from. You right. know, uh, you know, even in this, even in the future, you know, and stuff like that. Cause we were able to, I think they were able to pull up like his memory banks and, and see, and also the doctor who's there who was mm-hmm. with him. You know, 400 years ago, hey, this is, this is his history. This is who he is. This is what, you know, this deal is, um, you know, with him. So yeah, so it was, uh, so that was, that was wild, but that was the only one was the, the cryo and the pieces. Right, the right. You got to see, you know, in person, uh, beforehand. And the rest of it, you know, I read on the script and then you know, when I saw the movie, I was like, aha, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and even to give you some foreshadowing on that, right? So even after that, so I mean, they show you how the movie's influence. So the actress who dies in that scene, one, she does her own stunts. Mm-hmm. So she did her own stunt for that that sequence. right? So remember her. And then the girl who mentioned before who plays the android. Mm-hmm. Right? These two actresses still work together in the future on another product on Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda, but they played different roles. So mm-hmm. the android was playing a live person, and the girl who dies with a cryo-freezed head plays, plays like a hologram. Mm-hmm. Okay? All right? You yeah, know, at least we buy it android- let's It's funny because they
2: when we were shooting Jason X, Mm -hmm. they were auditioning for Andromeda and check out this connection. The people who did Andromeda, the same people who did Nightman. (laughs) How crazy crazy is that? Alan Eastman, who was executive producer on Nightman was the one who created Andromeda. So when Lisa and Alexa were auditioning for Andromeda, And they were, you know, still going through the stuff. I was like, I said, hey, I know Alan. You know, tell Alan Derwin says hi and all that kind of stuff. And they were like, oh, my God. So it's like, you know, there was this huge connection between us. And then when they got offered the Mm parts, again, Andromeda was going to be shooting in Vancouver in the same studio that Nightman shot it. (laughs) Right? So, you know, Lisa and I had a great conversation. She was like, this was her going to be her first TV series uh, that she was going to be booking. And her contract was almost identical to mine. You know, when she was going through, she's like, hey, she's like, hey, can I talk to you about, you know, the contract? Because you just had a series and, you know, whatnot and stuff like that. I said, hey, this is, you know, this is what you want to ask for and all that. She goes, you know, she said, it's funny. The stuff you're telling me, it's like, this is stuff that's in my contract. I'm like, they're giving you my contract. (laughs) They're they're literally duplicating exactly what they offered me. Right. You know, when I did Nightman. So it's just just kind of funny that that all, you Um, know, you know, it's a small world.
0: It really is. It really is. Jason Momoa was on Andromeda, wasn't he? Yep. Okay. That's, I just want to confirm that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. This is before, you know, Aquaman and how he was. Yeah. I remember at one point he had the long hair and then he shaved it and he had to put on a wig. And, okay. Yeah. But small world. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yep. No, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it, it really is so incredibly small. But yeah, they, I remember they, uh, they got that and they got, we finished shooting Jason X and they basically went off that summer to do, uh, to do Andromeda, which I think ran for like five or
0: six seasons. I think right. like, yeah, it, yeah they yeah, got, they got a little chunk
2: ahead. out of that. Yeah.
0: Wow. See, like, that's why I say there's like, so much influences and you can literally like do the six degrees of separation on the mm-hmm. cast from mm-hmm. Jason X. This is why it's more influential yeah. than you might think. You know, like another part, um, is, is David Krogenberg, Krogenberg, mm-hmm. right? yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. He was in it. Yep. You know, and, and he said, Hey, I'll do it as a favor mm-hmm. to James to say, yeah, I'll do this, but I want to die. Kill me off. <laughs> which they did like, right at mm-hmm. the very beginning. You know, but of course, that ties to the original fly. Well, not the original, but the fly movie that we would all have grown up and see Mm -hmm. with, um, oh my God. Jeff Goldblum? Huh? Jeff Goldblum? Jeff Goldblum, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, heck. (laughs) Right? So it just said it's a small world. And then even the other, as we say, the black guy on there, right? The one who plays the soldier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. he, He was on a series. I mean, he's done other stuff. You know, so uh, but he was on a series I really enjoyed, which was um, uh, Midnight Texas.
2: Oh yes, that's right, that's right. right? Yeah.
0: He he was a black vampire,
2: <laughs> and he was in three hundred.
0: Right? Yes,
2: the, the, you know that he was in that as well. So yeah, Peter Peter's done a lot of stuff. Um, you know, since you know Jason X, like that was kind of almost like a launching pad, mm-hmm. you know, for
0: him. You know, right. after
2: that, so yeah, it was
0: uh, yeah, it was wild. even in Spartacus from yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. That, that brother. I mean, he dark. But he cut. I ain't going. To, I ain't going to tell him that to his face because uh, he might cut me.
2: He <laughs> Might. Yeah. No. Peter. I mean. You know. As like I said. I mean. He was the one when he did. You know. Jason X. You know. That he was going to be you know, like the soldier, the protector, the bodyguard yeah and stuff and it's like it's like he it literally looks like a sculpture like it's insane you know like he's one of those people that you know you go oh that can't be real <laughs> right and it's like it, it really is yeah you know, he trained insane like we would he would come in in the morning mm-hmm. and he would have had like we were on set by like you know five or six a.m yeah and he would have already been up since like three thirty or four o'clock have gotten in a workout in he would work out before lunch he would work out again, like, because we were there for, like, you know, between 13 and 15 hours every day. Right. And right. basically every about four or five hours, he would get, like, an hour workout. In.
0: Yeah. So, so it's dedication. like, it doesn't look like
2: that by accident.
0: <laughs> no, he, he's got some dedication because, I mean, yeah. as I said, I've seen him in 300. I've seen him in Spartacus. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, man, I, I, I believe that if I saw you, you would give me that Spartacus kick, so to speak, that 300 kick. Yeah. All right, all right, Nandy. You know, one of those guys like you don't want to shake his hand. You want to give him a fist bump and because mm-hmm. if he shakes your hand, you might lose it. You You know it. what I mean? Like, okay. Exactly. okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. So you've gone through this whole journey. Of mm-hmm. Jason X. You've gone yeah. through the the audition. You got the costume. You got, you know, the, the scenes you did, the, the death scene. You, explore, you, you extended it smart on you. Mm-hmm. Do people recognize you? From Jason X, you know what was it after it came out? I know when I went and saw it, I was excited. I actually went to the theater, mm-hmm. watched it. It was like, yeah, um, you know. And it came out during a tough time, right? And what I mean by that is because it came out just when Spider Man came out, um, and there was not, I can't remember what the other movie was. So it kind of came in between that. Right. And then unfortunately, you know, due to bootlegging, a lot of it got released. You know, bootleg wise, mm-hmm. right? So oh, of yeah. course that's gonna take it. You know, people from going to see it, but. The, the people wanted to see it. So yeah. it's like almost like a cult. It's part yeah. of that cult, that culture. Mm-hmm. Do people recognize you from that or say, wait a minute? Well it's
2: funny, I mean if people don't like outright, you know, go, Oh, wait a minute, that's the dude from Jason X. Mm-hmm. But like if I go into auditions and stuff and people, you know, look at my resume, or if I'm somewhere and people look me up and they're like, oh my God. Like that's the, like that's often the one credit. Like I've got like forty five credits on my resume. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and that is often the one credit people see, and they go, "Oh my god, you were in Jason X?" And I was like, "Yeah, I was, I was." Like I, you know, even you know, kids these days, like here in L.A. and stuff like that. You know, I mean, that was twenty years ago. Right, you know, right, right. Uh, and stuff. And I still have the people who go. I tell them, "Hey, I'm an actor," stuff like that, and they look it up and they go down the list. And the thing that they did pick out is, oh my God, you were you were in Chased X. It's like I saw that the other day I was like I you know putting it up online or you know got the DVD and I totally checked that out and I watched the whole series and it's like that's that's the one that people definitely stick to and it's still like to this day like even like you know doing your show you know right. I get calls every now and then to do like interviews or there was a guy who was putting together a sequence where he was trying to interview every actor who had been in every fight of the 13th movie right oh so, this one well is working his way you know down the list and stuff like that so like that's the one that definitely keeps recurring, you know keeps coming back and keeps mm-hmm. you know sort of showing itself is that people recognize, you know, that brand, you know, that mm-hmm. franchise, you know, was incredible. So, yeah, that's, that's the one. Like I said, people don't go, oh, my God, yeah, you were Waylander. Uh, especially because <laughs> I had, like, a goatee then. And, yes. and I should run my right. hair out a little bit, too, for, right. for the role as well to kind of give, again, that 70s vibe. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, whatnot. Well, but once people see that credit, people will go, like, oh, my God, yeah. Like, I totally know, you know, that, that project. If you, still have this you have sweater, if you still
1: have the sweater on, you'll sweater <laughs> yeah. on <in that>. yeah.
0: <laughs> did, did you keep the uniform? Did you keep I almost it? made that's them the give question.
2: it to me. I almost made them give it to me so I could frame it. You know, right. and, and put it in, but they, they said, OK, we're going to keep it because we need to do the research and then it reshoots. And then I kind of I never got back to to get it because I totally I I totally want
0: to put it in a frame. I totally Absolutely. In, yeah. Yeah. I would have walked out with that bullet necklace, man. That's for sure. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Right. So, so we're, we're, you've got all that. So how is it working now? You've done Nightmare you've done Jason X. And of course, you've done other, you know, series, movies and different mm-hmm. roles. Mm-hmm. How is it? Because this I think was the only time you've done a horror movie. Mm hmm. So how is it doing a horror movie as opposed to a, a non-horror movie or maybe an action movie, or a drama? Did you have to mentally prepare yourself because being in a horror movie, one, at times it gets a little bit campy. And mm-hmm. two, you know you have to do your own death scene. Like, I mean, that mm-hmm. must, I, you know, you could be in a movie. Oh, okay, you're not thinking about dying. So did you have to change the way you approached it to know you had to do a death scene, right? So that that's there's my question for you. Well, I mean, you know, the great thing, you know, and again, you know, I
2: credit the director, James Isaac, on this is that, you know, this could have been a project that could have been totally schlocky, you know, and totally like over the top and whatnot. And, you know, James brought us in when we sat down for the first, you know, script read through and rehearsal. He's like, look, I want this to be as real as possible. You know, I want as it can be big, but I want it to be grounded and real, you know, and that really put so much of us at ease. Okay. Because everybody in that cast was like, like a real actor, like you know, done theater and whatnot. We thought, okay, we're you know, we're gonna make this big and we're gonna get a nice paycheck and you know, that kind of Because no, no, I actually want this to be as authentic as possible. So it makes those moments that are over the top more grounded, you know, Mm -hmm. more real, you know. And then doing doing your own death. I mean, that's it's funnily enough, you know, in theater school, it's one of the things that we actually have a project on where you have to create a scene where you die at the end because you go, you never know. We have to learn how to die. We have to learn how to cry. We have to learn how to laugh. And it's like, like all that stuff. And it's like, so the death scene that I did when I was in theater school was that I was in a parking garage and I get mugged and stabbed, you know? And it's like, so it's a slow, you know, bleed death Mm -hmm. that you have to, you have to go through. And so when I got to this project, it's like, you know, you, you draw up on that. How does the life drain out of you? Right. That's that's okay. the essence that you want to you want to get to, like how, okay. and what is that thought process, you know, going through. Now, I mean, the good thing, you know, for my character is that, like I said, I get into a tussle with Jason. He throws me up against the wall. Like I'm basically, you know, my bones are shattered. And then it's like clicking the dinner and then I'm just done. Like I'm mm-hmm. just out. so you don't you don't really see me die because right, it's right. a giant explosion, you know, as opposed yes. to like if somebody gets shot or, or whatnot and you kind of see them again, you see the literally the life drain out from them, but that, that lead up to, I'm going to push this button. Right. And that's going to be the end. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right? Yes. I have control over it, but once I push this button, that's like, it, that's it's lights out. Right. You know, so leading up to that moment on, you know, there was a moment I was able to take to go, I'm going to do this. This is huge. Here we go. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but you know, for the greater good, you know, yeah, help, right. help, help make it easier, you know, to, to make that, to make that sacrifice for everybody else. But yeah, it was, it was, it was wild. I mean, it definitely is a, is a, is a weird thing to, to, you know, have mortality, you know, yeah. right. in a moment. You know, and, and, what that, what that does. But yeah, that's, that's, that's how I led that is that going, it helped knowing that
0: I'm doing this so that everybody else can get away. Right. And right? I get that. And it, it's yeah. just, I said, it's one thing when, you know, okay, you watch people like Brad Pitt. Yeah. I don't know, personally know Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. I know of him, but I don't mm-hmm. have him, you know, I can't call up and say, Hey, how you doing? But I personally know you. So when I watched that in the theater, it was like, uh, it was a blaze of glory. Eh, that's awkward. <laughs> that, that's awkward. And you're sitting, right. I'm sitting there with some of my coworkers and my friends, right? And they're like, is that your buddy? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, you know it's a movie, right? Yeah. 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 But, but you know I mean? It's, it's just an awkward place. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. that's <laughs> why I always was found fascinating. You know, you watch action movies. All right, martial arts guy gets beaten up, broken arm. All right, mm-hmm. you're fine. See you later on with a cast. Right. But this was like, boom. Damn. Yeah. They didn't leave that brother even with any teeth? No yes. DNA sampling, no nothing. <laughs> just
2: everything, just gone, just right? Gone. And yeah. they, did, they did a big, huge fireball of it as well. It's like it's, it wasn't just a small because we, had, we, I think we put like you know eight, nine, ten charges all around in this in this chamber. So like if it, you know we were like going to blow this thing to bits, like there yes. was no doubt that it was just gone. And so because they were trying to sever a part of the ship, right? So just float off into space. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, yeah that's a, yeah, it was it was. It was huge. And, I, you know, and, you know, what was helpful for me, too, in that the day that we did it, because obviously they added in all that stuff afterwards in special effects, but, you know, the a couple of the crew guys would, you know, go boom really loudly. So it's like you get that sense of the explosion.
0: Right. Okay. So, so you know, that's what was- my next question was. So someone's standing there and acts I mean, obviously they're not putting off explosives <laughs> on a set, you know, uh, right. But so someone stands there and goes, okay, here's the scene, da, 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 da. boom yeah and, and that's where you kind of still react play off of that right but like i said but literally
2: there were like five of these guys doing it you know okay. and like you know the big burly set do so it's like you know it, it was really quite give that realism I type right of start startle you get used yeah, to startle you know, right and it shook you like it, it kind mm-hmm. of shook you because it wasn't just one person saying it like they kind of did the circle and they were literally did boom you know and right. it's like it, it it makes you feel like you've experienced you know mm-hmm. that, and and again, even though I, they weren't going to see me after that, but it helped with the moment. You know, for everybody you know, around to see what was going on. So yeah, it was yeah, it was wild. It was totally wild. So Jeez.
1: listening to everything that like you're saying, I want to segue to a question. Like you, you made it. Like you said, like towards the third act, you made it towards the end. Mm-hmm. And reality, and and the whole totality of the whole movie. What would what would you consider your like your best scene? Like what what part did you? Did you love doing throughout the movie? Like, what would have been like, mm. you know, what would you consider like saying like, you know what? I love the scene, you know, what we yeah. already could say running down the hall with the heels. That's on the <laughs> low end of the spectrum. <laughs> People understand that's the low end of the spectrum. Um, the sweater is about maybe, uh, two. <laughs> no, man, that's what it was like. The sweater they are hot, man. Yeah. yeah. It's February, February. So I just want to know what's like your one, two type. What scenes was it that you
2: enjoyed doing?
1: Well, you know, it's, running, it's funny. Running, I mean, running, running with that.
2: Oh, you know, the big, the big, the big thing. Yeah. I know the just, big gun, which ends up not working when we need it to work. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I it was that this. scene yeah. where we get cornered, you know, by Jason and I've got him. I'm like, Hey, screw this. And I try and like load it up and it doesn't, it doesn't mm-hmm. go. And that's when, you know, the android shows up and starts blasting him, you know, mm-hmm. to bits. But the scene that I actually, funnily enough, that I enjoyed the most in the movie was early on is that when they come back, when the expedition crew comes back up to the ship, I'm in the lab. Yes. And I go, that's Waylander's domain. You know, the, the teacher comes in, he goes, wait, I'm like, already fired up? You know, I got this, I got that, I got that. Like, we're, we're good to go. Like, I've heard, I got your message. Everything's all fired up. Like, I, I loved that, that this was Waylander's domain. You know, the reason he was left back on the ship is that he was the one that when they came back, he was the science you know, he was gonna have, you know, all the machines like up Like that's that was his thing. You know, and I and I really I really enjoyed that because it gave me it was a sequence where I go, you know, and I wish I could remember, you know, the lines of them, like, you know, hey, I've got, you know, the, the N2 is all fired up, warm and ready to go. And the, you know, I've got 400 angstroms on there and I've got, and, and it's like, you know, hey, l- let's go. Like this is, I've got it all set up. It's like a right. pit crew, you know, for a race car. You know what yes. I mean? It's like they pull in and it's like, okay, get the tires, get the gas, get the oil, get the, you know, get everything done. And then boom, it's like, I got this all figured out. You know, I got it all set up for, you know, my preferences. So you guys come in here and I'm ready for you. You know, I really, I really loved that, and that established who he was, Mm -hmm. right? Like that was the first time we see him in the movie, is in the lab. You know, you know, when the teacher goes, he goes, "Hey, wait, you know, we're back." I'm like, "Yep." It's like we're all fired up, we're ready to go. Like, and he's geeked about the 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 research they're about to do. Mm -hmm. You know, trying to bring this woman back to life after being, you know, cryogenically frozen for 400 years. Like that totally geeks him out. You know that they wow. could you know, bring her back to life, not just far out mm-hmm. and do an autopsy, but actually try and bring her back to life. Like that, nice. I remember that, that. That was that was totally you know
0: that that jazz that jazzed me. You know, being able nice. to do that. Nice. Yeah. So here's you know, so we're getting close to the end. So we're gonna kind of put this here. So if you, not even if I know you're open to doing any kind of role again, would you be? What? Horror movie, would you like to do next? What, what, is there, is there a horror movie franchise that you like particularly, even if it's existing now or not, or maybe even one that was one and done? Mm-hmm. You know, what's one that you would like to, John, to jump back in for a Halloween kind of theme kind of thing? Like any of them. Doesn't matter if it's continuous, new, old, you know, default, right. whatever.
2: What, yeah. You know, I mean, it, that's an, that's an interesting question for me. Cause I mean, funnily enough, <laughs> with the horror films, I was not a horror film dude. You know, that, that was, that was not, I don't like being scared. I don't. I know.
1: <laughs> I know. You know,
2: and and I think that came from, I remember I was super young and I mean, when we were kids, right? Like, you know, there was, there was no PG 13. There was, there, there were no ratings unless it was like X. <laughs> that was the only rating that you had to worry about. Right. So, you know, there were wildly inappropriate things on TV all the time. <laughs> Children. Or my childhood. Played. And one of them was actually the so. Right? Like I mean, remember they used to show that on TV, like in prime time. Right. I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, oh no, no, no. (laughs) You know? But I think it would be great to be able to do a remake of that. Like and again, getting it to be on the inside of that, either that or poltergeist. Like those those were the two those were the two movies exactly. Those were the two movies that messed me up, man. Like I remember like I couldn't I couldn't watch TV for weeks after watching Poltergeist. Poltergeist. I remember once I was actually watching, I'd come home from school and I was home alone. And it, if you remember my parents' house, yeah, those houses back then all made noise. Yes. And it, was, it was just events and stuff like that. But it always sounded like if you were downstairs, it sounded like somebody was upstairs. If you were upstairs, it sounded like somebody was downstairs. Like it always sounded like it was somebody in the house with you. Yeah. And I was downstairs in the basement watching my after school TV. And back then, you know, TVs would go, the signal would go. Right, so you get that fuzz, that white fuzz, which is exactly what the TV does in *Poltergeist*. And I remember that sort of thing that I'm sitting on the couch, and I hear the stuff upstairs, like somebody's walking upstairs, and then the TV goes, and what do I do? I bury my face in the pillow. (laughs) I don't run, I don't scream. I'm trying to get out of the house. I bury my face in the pillow, going,
0: "Well, if it's gonna happen." At least I don't see it
2: coming.
0: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> see? Okay, let me, okay. All right, so, Exorcist, I know for myself, it, Poltergeist and The Omen. For some reason, The Omen, mm. a, mm, mm, mm-hmm. mm, mm, mm. this is why I'm a cat person today and not a dog person. The Omen? Mm, <laughs> dog, yeah. Evil. W- wicked. Um, and so, I'll say, and this is a fun tidbit, right? So, that going back to Poltergeist, mm-hmm. I remember this, and, and Mr. I don't like horror movies, but he's suave. So back in Centennial, this is when we were in high school, they were doing a movie night.
2: Mm-hmm. You remember,
0: I'm sure you remember these. They used to do, a you know, mm-hmm. movie night in the auditorium, auditorium holding about 700 yes. plus students. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, we're doing a movie night. And they, they did a horror movie and they brought in Poltergeist and mm-hmm. some of the older students. And we, I was like, Yeah, man, we are doing? It's like, nothing to do. You know, cause at this point we're underage. We can't go in clubbing, but mm-hmm. we want to do something to go out and hang out. I mean, we're, we're teenagers. So they put it out there. And they brought it into the school. Right, Rod, you're shaking your head already. And then Derwin comes to me and says, Barry, let's go and see Poltergeist. And I'm like, no. And he's like, I got a date. Let's go and see Poltergeist. I'm like, you got a date? No. And he's like, yeah, but she, her friend finds you cute. And I was like, okay. And then we went to see the movie Poltergeist at school because we were all hanging out. We all thought we were cool with our jerry curls and, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, let me tell you, the 80s was a wild time. And we went in there and we watched Poltergeist and I'm sitting there watching this movie because I figured I'm going to watch the movie. And I'm like, okay. 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 Alright. And there was a scene in the movie where they turn around to go to someone the, the food in the kitchen and the person takes a bite and puts the, the, the throws down a piece of chicken and all of a sudden you see maggots in the chicken. Mm. And then you look back at it and they're gone and i was like, ah! <laughs> And I'm looking over at Derwin. Durwin's not even looking at the screen. <laughs> He, he's too busy talking to his date. I'm looking over, my date's looking at me, I'm watching the screen going Aah! Everything said and done. We our, our parents come to pick us up. I think it was Lisa, your sister came and picked us up, mm-hmm. brought us home. I got my he gave us a ride home. I said, Okay, catch you later. I walked inside. My mom and dad turned around and said, like, Hey Barry, we got something here for you, man. We all went and had we didn't we didn't cook nothing. We just ordered out today. I'm like, Okay, cool, I'm starved. What we have? Man, we got you some French fries and some KFC. <laughs> You got me yeah. French fries and chicken. Mm-hmm. Flashback, I'm not hungry. I'll have the salad. <laughs> the only times I said no to chicken mm-hmm. and French fries, I'll have the salad. And I looked at that piece of chicken. That chicken was looking at me. And I'm like, and they're looking at the fries. Mm. And I'm like,
1: no. Not today.
0: No. Not today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> only time of my life. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> That's how we did. So. All right, so you you are saying The Exorcist is there a role in The Exorcist that you want to play, or you would just want to be in that movie? Well, I mean, the, you know,
2: the priest, obviously. I mean, that's that's the you know that's the quintessential role, you right. know, for for being in that movie. You know, that's the journey, the great journey, you know, in that. So they're, they're definitely you know that would be yeah, <laughs> that would be that would be something. Yes, it would be. That would be <laughs> something. You know, but I mean, it's different. Ways. It's different to when you're in it too. Like I remember you know, when I was shooting Jason X, you know, because it's like you know you see all the cameras and you see all the lights and you see all the behind, and you obviously you know it's coming. You know, mm-hmm. and that's part of the the real uh, art and secret behind doing horror films is that making it the audience feel like you don't know, right. you know, what's coming. You know, because you do, right? We've read the script, we've rehearsed it, we know, we know exactly right. how this is going to play out. But right. the key is, you know, portraying it like this is all happening in real time for totally. the first time and we don't know what's coming, you know, as well. So that that's the real challenge, you know, I think for those those type of films is to not try and foreshadow, you know, things that are coming, especially when it's going to be something that's going to kind of jolt you. You know, right. a lot of actors will kind of react to it before it actually happens. You got to take it in the moment and go, okay. You know, if I if this was really happening, somebody jumped out of a door, like I I right. wouldn't know they were there, so I've gotta wait till that moment, you mm-hmm. know, and have the innocence of everything is fine until it's not. You know? Yeah.
0: He, he was a bigger man than me, man. That, that, that's <laughs> all I gotta say, because a lot of people would get punched on set. He'd be like, "Ah,
1: <laughs> oh. like,
0: where's Barry? Oh, he's rent out of the studio. <laughs> he's gone. he's, he's gone. in the car, he's gone. he's gone to McDonald's, he's gone by KFC, he's not even stopping at KFC. <laughs>
2: Exactly, exactly.
0: And that, that is awesome. So, okay, got it. So, the omen, the priest, I mean, not the omen, sorry, the exorcist, the priest, that's that, the that's, that's where you're, you see your journey going. Uh, okay. Yeah. You, you was a bigger man than me. I, <laughs> no, I can't even get past arachnophobia. So, no, we're not even doing uh-huh. that. Wow. So, Derwin. Thanks again for joining us, Rod. Any last questions or words or anything before we just, check out of here tonight? No, no. I think we we've covered a good this this this
1: um this movie was uh like you said turned into a cult classic. Mm-hmm. A lot of people know of it, definitely because of the history and the franchise connection mm-hmm. and the nice different direction of Jason in space. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it just turns it just turns into that, and having the ability to have that script actually written. And you know, produce and brought to our light so we can have the the mindset of hmm, horror movie that we know is based on Earth and now was, in this you know, it's a whole different, you know, mindset of doing right. that. It, right. It was a great thing. So honestly, definitely not to say, yeah. Derwin, appreciate
2: you, appreciate you, appreciate you. Thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate man. you guys, man. Appreciate what you're doing out there. And uh, again, this has been a lot of fun like it was last time. And you know, this is uh you guys are doing some good stuff, man. So I appreciate you.
0: Thank you so much. And and just last quick question, I'm gonna put this in here real quick. Have you watched Jason X? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did. Actually, I did. We all got a copy of it because, I mean, back then you'd get, uh, you know, um, I, it was a DVD copy. I can't remember if it was VHS or DVD, but I think I got a DVD copy mm. that it as part of my contract because I wanted to be able to, like, take some of the scenes maybe and use them right. on my reading. So I actually have watched the film a few times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, okay. Okay. You know, and stuff. So I have I have seen the whole, you know, thing. And I said, I appreciated what they did with it, you know, um, as well. Because you just, you never know. You know, there were a couple of sequences where they wrote some stuff in, you know, where we felt like they might have been changing, you know, what they were trying to do with it. And I felt like right. it, it stayed true to what that franchise was and what those films are. Yeah, of you course. You know, uh, and stuff. But it was also a standalone, you know, as well, right. right? Because it was set in the future and all this, you know, kind of stuff. It was kind of a, a one-off on, on that uh, front. So, yeah, but I have I have seen it okay because i know some
0: actors don't and it's true question they don't like to watch themselves right right some people do and some don't so i wasn't sure where you fell into that kind of category with it
2: yeah usually after i i usually like to give it some time you know to kind of you know settle and be past it right and then i can watch it like i can't do it like right after Okay, you know, okay. I've shot something because it's still too fresh. fresh you need know, to kind of move on to something else and then go, okay, I can look at this objectively, right. you know, now and just have some fun, you know, taking a look at it. Same thing when I do theater, like I don't read the reviews till like sometimes a month later because okay. I, go, I don't want to do it while it's still fresh and I have the, my impression of it, yes. you know, when yeah. it's kind of left me, you know, now I can kind of see, you know, what, what effect, you know, it potentially has. So yeah, but I have, I have well, I generally do watch you know, most of the stuff that uh that I've done at some point, you know, in the future. Right. Cool. Quick well, last question, it just dawned on me
1: actually Go for it. earlier in my head. Now, going back to your audition, because we're gonna have to accept the fact that your request <laughs> changed change the whole dynamic of this movie for you. It's it's just straight clear. Do you recall if there was anybody else how many
2: other people might have been auditioning for that for that role as well? Uh, the, I mean, you know, when I went in the room, I mean, there were at least seven or eight of us at least. And the thing is that the role wasn't specifically for a black person either.
0: Right. Yes. Which
2: is one of the things that I liked about it as well. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't specifically, a you know, black character, which is why I told him to, I said, Hey, if you're, you're going to play it like this, <laughs> right. Okay. I got your brother's, you. brothers got to make it through, you know, as well. But yeah, there were, there were at least seven or eight of us and there were, at that time. And I don't know if they did other days Cause often they'll audition like a good, like 15, 20 people, Correct. you know, for a role, you know, if not more, depending on how big the role is and how big their search, you know, and stuff like that. So yeah. So there was, there was a good sequence of us, you know, there yeah. for sure. Well, this is good. You know, you're, you're, you're basically now bringing a
1: little insight of how, how one should, you know, be be brave to make the courage and make that type of, you know, quest out there. (laughs) You're, you're, you're changing the dynamic of people, man. You're like saying, listen, I just saying, I got a friend who will just kill me physically if I go in the first act. Just help me. Help a brother out. Just get me to the third. Get me halfway at least. Get me at least, get me at least, have a little food before I die out.
0: Right, right. Well, I want to make it
1: guess, the catering
2: before I have to leave. Exactly. I think that's the key for me in auditions is that, you know, something needs to be memorable. Some of them needs to, when you've left the room, the you want them to go, that dude, yeah. You know, and then when they, they look at your name and go, oh, yeah, that dude. Like, there needs to be something and it either has to be in the scene. And back then I was very big on, you know, asking questions before my audition. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, makes them, it just makes them present with you, you know, it makes yeah. them, you know, go, oh, hey, because sometimes, you know, they're, literally they're on their phones or they're writing something down and they're not really with you Listening, in the right. room. And, and I, I started doing that whole have something before you start the scene, what makes them go, oh, we're now we're in the room with you. Oh, yeah. OK, You're now now, now, oh, do we okay. Go. now we're actually paying attention, you know. So, yeah. So that that's, you know, that, that was key. And I think that was key. And, I, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But I thought mm, that was definitely. kind of, you know, that was kind of the thing. Got to go for it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Got to go for it. Never know.
2: That is awesome.
0: Dude, once again, thank you. Thank you, Derwin, so much for joining us one more time here. We will definitely have you back, man. We always love having you on here uh, on the Iconist podcast. All right. So, uh, as I said, on behalf of myself, Barry 3D, Mm -hmm. you know, my cousin. Rod C. Rod C. And our guest, once again, Mr. Derwin Jordan. Thank
2: you. Thank you. you. Appreciate you. This is awesome,
0: everyone. Have a good time out there for trick or treats. You know, mm-hmm. make sure you watch the Charlie Brown Halloween special because I will. I watch it every year. The Great Pumpkin Charlie <laughs> Brown. Come on, it's the theme. And, 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 you know, this is the Iconist podcast. As like I said, the icon, the icon is Derwin Jordan slash Jason X. So we're talking to both about both, so to speak. You, you get what it's going with. And remember, this whole world was started with a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming.
1: Let's do it. <coughs> Three boys blue. Three boys blue. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't kill any people, really. We didn't try this out.
0: Alright, that's true. True that! <laughs>